Oh, my God. 
Five minutes after 6 a.m. Good morning, everybody. My name is Nahum Siegel. Welcome to a Tuesday. This is your Jewish Moments in the Morning radio program.
וכל האום וכל האום אויים דין. אויים דין ומחכים. מה יקרה האם יצא בשלום מבייס קודשי הקודשים? אחס ויחס, אחס, אחס ושתיים, אחס ושלוש, אחס וארבע. ויחס, אחס וחומש, אחס, אחס ושש, אחס, אחס ושבע. Thank <laughs> you. 
J.M. in the A.M. Good morning, everybody. Thanks for joining us on this Tuesday. My name is Nahum Siegel. We're in New York City on this final day of August, 23rd of Elul. Today is the yard site of those who uh, perished on September the 11th. It was 20 years ago this morning on the 23rd of Elul, also one week before Rosh Hashanah. 
also during a morning of slichus, uh, that um, New York, Pennsylvania, and Washington were attacked, and the thousands were lost. 23rd of Elul, exactly 20 years ago today. Hard to believe that 20 years has passed since that morning. I remember what it was like uh, being just across the river from the World Trade Center. And uh, just after JM and the AM that morning, as I glanced outside our back window on Montgomery Street in Jersey City, I noticed hundreds of people standing in our driveway at the radio station looking uh, toward New York City. And I said, I wonder what's going on. And then someone called me and said, did you hear what just happened? And then I went outside and life was never the same. 20 years later, look at how things are different. 20 years later, look how different airports are. 20 years later, look how different building security is. 20 years later, look how suspicious we are of people who we never would have suspected in the past. Yeah, 20 years. How different it is to walk into a ballpark ever since that day, 20 years ago. So the 23rd of Elul 5781, again, 20 years since the attack on America, and today is the yard site of those who perished that day, and people in our community, in addition to so many other communities, um, certainly suffered terrible losses on this day, the 23rd of Elul. And we are thinking of those, certainly those who we knew, but even those we didn't know. Uh, from our community whose yard site is being observed today. And if you are observing a yard site for those who perished on 9-11, know that there are a lot of people around the world with you today and thinking of you. And reliving what was just a, not just a horrific experience, but but a day that um, changed so many of us in so many different ways. JM in the AM on this Tuesday, 31st of August, 23rd of Elul. We are a week away from Rosh Hashanah with 76 degrees, cloudy skies, and a high temperature of 87. Clouds with some light rain tonight, low 70. Rain tomorrow, a high of 73 degrees. Right now, Yerushalayim is at 86. We're at 76 here in New York City as we say good morning at JM in the AM. Halev Shali, Yishai Rebo, of course, was great speaking to R. Davidson yesterday. Yishai's um, a manager. Um, was very interesting, talking about his success and the way the world has responded to his music. Pumpadiso with Elul, Wake Up Yidin with Eighth Day, Yaakov Shweki's Achas, Lecha Amar, that was Mati Steinmetz, Benny Freeman, and Imesh Kachech, Adam Yachol Lihiot, that's Yehuda Glantz. And from Regesh, Modani opening things up. And we say good morning. JM in the AM later today. We'll check in with our friends at Turo College. We'll also talk about our Elul Chesed campaign. 
there are many components to our Elul Chesed campaign. Yesterday we added the uh, the campaign being coordinated by the Young Israel of East Brunswick. Many of you may have heard what I said yesterday, that there's a family down in um, in the East Brunswick area, the Landskroners, whose uh, brand new house, or the house they just moved into, uh, suffered uh, terrible damage, causing them literally to move out um, because of the flood last weekend. Not this past weekend, but the one before. And we have added this campaign at the suggestion of some of the uh, uh, colleagues that the family has down at the Young Israel East Brunswick to our suggestions uh, for the Elul Chesed campaign. Um, and again, this is just is just a um, a an effort uh, to help somebody and know that every penny is going to the uh, to the family. That's really what it's all about, and we're encouraging people to do this during this period of time before Yontif. Uh, so go to the Young Israel of East Brunswick. Um, a website, yieb.org, yieb.org, and you'll see just as you scroll down, you'll see at the bottom of the news section, to assist the Landskroner family, click here to donate. Simple as that. Um, so there you go. There you go. So we've added that to our campaign. And I hope that uh, everybody out there takes at least one cause and uh, and gives before Yontif. In addition to that, uh, keep in mind that we have specifically designated, after the lesson we learned from our friends at Kupath Ezra, we have specifically designated a lot of our campaign to single mothers and their children. Uh, in fact, when we do our uh, when we do our pitch for NCSY Great Adventure which will be uh, in the next few days. Um, we are going to encourage people. We always encourage people to give to give tickets to underprivileged families who cannot afford to take their kids on a Cholomoid outing. But this year, I think we're going to ask the people at New Jersey NCSY to pay even more attention to those who are single parents and children uh, in those difficult situations. It's going to happen, by the way, Thursday, September the 23rd, the only day that uh, NCSY is uh, is going to be down at Great Adventure will be Thursday, September the 23rd, one day only. And um, they are renting out the uh, park until 5 p.m. And um, they have a bunch of options. You could utilize the theme park. From noon until 5, you could utilize the Wild Safari drive through from 10 until 3. Uh, or you can go to the theme park and Wild Safari drive through in a bundle. They also have a uh, an ability to... Uh, to They also are, are giving you the chance to stay until 11 p.m. Admissions included in your theme park ticket. Uh, and it's open to the public. So you'll, able to, you'll be able to stay until uh, 11 p.m. If you ticket if you purchase your tickets through NCSY, all the um, all the information is at ncsygreatadventure.com. ncsygreatadventure.com, and um, and that's about it. You can purchase your tickets literally there. 
and um, and all the information is available online at that website. There'll be a full kosher menu with a sukkah there. Uh, food provided by Riverdale Kosher Market. There's a menu online. You can check that out. And we'll talk more about this, but I do want to uh, make everyone aware that Thursday is the day for New Jersey NCSY heading to Six Flags Great Adventure. And um, we're going to encourage everybody to give to the ticket fund that will hopefully this year go to uh, single parents and their children who will be treated, please God, to a great Holomoid outing, which they never, ever would be able to do, um, if not for our help. Feel free to comment on the app. Go to the uh, NSN, Nahum Single Network app for Android and iPhone, and comment away. Judy Landy says, yes, Nahum, you're 100% right. Wow, 20 years later. Yeah, that is a... Uh, it's hard to believe. Um, I'm sure one listener says, I'm sure we remember exactly where we were on that moment 20 years ago. Never again. Yeah, I certainly remember that moment. In fact, somebody said to me, and I have the show, I have the recording of that morning. Somebody said to me, I actually said on the air about 15 minutes before the first plane hit in, in reference to what was going on in Israel. Remember, Israel in 2001 was going through a lot of terror attacks constantly. And I said something like, you never know where anything's going to happen, or you never know where when something's going to happen somewhere you know, on this planet. Something like that, a comment like that, about 15 minutes before the planes hit, before the first plane hit. Yeah, you never know. You never know. Uh, Boker Tobe, enjoyed immensely your interview with Cantor Benny. Thank you. That was a fun conversation. Brings back so many memories. I was kvelling. I'm a chazan, too, for my shul in Oak Park, California, and this chus of Rufush Lehman for my sister, Chaya Bracha Libarachama. Basmanya Rivka, Chaya Bracha Liba Rachma, Basmanya Rivka. Please play some Baruch Levine or Yehuda Green's Maloch. Thank you. We'll try to do some Baruch Levine coming up. Yesterday, there were some nice comments on the app. Thank you to M.H. Dauber, Baruch Rufecholim, Baruch Gomel Tovos. Yes, no question about it. I am, uh, I'm not there yet, but <laughs> my my foot is uh, is getting there, and I appreciate that. Um... What else do we have here? Happy anniversary to Kayla and Binyamin. Yeah, they celebrated an anniversary this past weekend. Thank you. I'm just looking at some of the things from yesterday. Good morning. First day of school in Waterbury, Connecticut. Looking forward to a happy and healthy year. All right. Hope it went well there in Waterbury yesterday. Uh, good morning and welcome back from AJA Carpool number 204. Bring on Ain Kitzva. That's Daniel. <laughs> Thank you, Daniel. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. AJA Carpool number 204. Maybe they're listening in early this morning. Who knows? And Mazdov, as we said yesterday, the Rabbi misses Yehuda Schwartz and the birth of a baby girl. Mazdov and Simchas to all. Feel free to comment on the app. Go to the NSN, Nahum Single Network app for Android and iPhone and comment away. More coming up. It's JM in the AM.
Thank you. 
Yonatan Sheinfeld with Uliya Chos. Nachamu done by Maishi Menlowitz. Baruch Levine, Hanishamalach. Tuesday morning, JM in the AM. It's America's one and only Jewish moments in the morning radio program heard on listener-sponsored digital radio. Around the world, the web at NachamSegal.com and the NachamSegal Network, and of course, in the beloved NSN app. By the way, Judy Landy, I bet you the song we just played a few songs ago, Yishai Rebo's Halev Shelly, I bet you that's the one she walked down to. I have a feeling. Um, I can't imagine that uh, it was a different song if uh, she used a Yishai Rebo selection for a chuppah. I mean, it could be. I get it. But I have a feeling that that's what it was. Uh, listener Chaya, Boker Tov, Rafur Shleim Yes, I remember where I was in 9-11. Educators had to remain calm when speaking with students, heading out to a second day of faculty meetings. And professional development at Kushner students. They return at the at Kushner. The students return tomorrow. Here's to a great year. Amen to that. A lot of schools begin tomorrow, actually. Yeah. I was told that uh, from a lot of parents out there that schools are beginning tomorrow. Um Mensch 0326. Also heard many other stories involved minions, which Davin Slichos first, and therefore those men davening those minions have God to thank. Because they were delayed from going to work in the Twin Towers that day, which saved their lives. Yeah, we also heard that that uh, a longer davening certainly helped save lives that morning. And the longer davening was caused by Slichus. Otherwise, on a Tuesday, davening would not be nearly as long. No question about it. 20 years. The 23rd of Elul, 20th yard side of those who perished on 9-11. Galetzal, Israel Army Radio, 2 p.m. newscast for a Tuesday's next. We say Boker Tov from Jamin the Amp. 
צה"ל מירושלים השעה שתיים, שלום רב, באולפן רני אבנאי עם מה שקורה עכשיו. ילד בן שש מת לאחר שהושאר זמן רב ברכב סגור במועצה האזורית שדות נגב. המשטרה פתחה בחקירה, מדווח כתבנו בדרום רמי שני. ילד בן שש נשכח הבוקר במכונית המשפחתית של הוריו כשאביו יצא ממנה במתחם המועצה האזורית שדות נגב בעוטף עזה. הילד נשאר ברכב שעות ארוכות, לפני כשעה הוא התגלה, צוות מגן דוד אדום שהוזעק אליו ניסה לבצע בו פעולות החייאה, אך נאלץ לקבוע את מותו בשל החום הכבד והזמן הרב בו שהה הילד ברכב. דוח מבקר המדינה בנושא התמודדות ישראל עם משבר הקורונה מפורסם בשעה זו. הדוח מותרת ביקורת חריפה על התנהלות הממשלה בשלושת גלי הקורונה הראשונים. בנוסף, מונה פרויקטור רק ארבעה חודשים מפרוץ המגפה. מדווחת כתבתנו המדינית מוריה אסרף וולברג. שתי הממשלות הקודמות שטיפלו במגפת הקורונה לא הקימו בזמן קבינט שמוסמך לקבל החלטות חירום. בגל השני של המגפה, בקיץ שעבר, קבינט הקורונה כמעט ולא התכנס והממשלה כמעט ולא דנה בכלל בצמצום התחלואה. עוד קובע הדוח כי בין הסגר הראשון לסגר השני הממשלה לא עמדה בתנאים וביעדי התחלואה שהציבה, מה שהוביל את כולנו לעבר סגרים נוספים. באשר להסברה, דוח המבקר מעניק לגורמים השונים הצלחה במידה בינונית בלבד, מה שהוביל לטענת המבקר לאמון נמוך מאוד של הציבור. עוד מצא המבקר כי ההיערכות ללמידה מרחוק הייתה לקויה. כתבתנו לענייני חינוך, איילת ברון. לפי דוח המבקר, בשני שלישים מתוך 210 מדינות שנבדקו, בתי הספר היו פתוחים לחלוטין מספר רב יותר של ימים מבישראל. כמו כן, המבקר מצא שקבלת ההחלטות על פתיחת וסגירת מערכת החינוך התבצעה בסמיכות רבה מדי ליישום, בריבוי חוזרים והנחיות ותוך תקשורת לקויה עם השטח. עוד ציין המבקר כי משרד החינוך לא ניטר את הנשירה הסמויה במהלך משבר הקורונה, ושתלמידים בפריפריה החברתית-כלכלית נפגעו יותר מהלמידה מרחוק. ועוד עולה מהדוח הזה כי ממוצע הזמן שחלף מאבחון מאומת לפתיחת חקירה אחרי המגעים שלו עמד על בין 5 ל-12 שעות, זאת כאשר היעד שנקבע עד לחודש פברואר היה שעתיים. כאשר מספר המאומתים חצה את רף ה-3,000, ירד שיעור החקירות שהושלמו עד ל-90% בשיא התחלואה בינואר 21. פיגוע אבנים סמוך לקריית ארבע, אישה כבת ארבעים נפצעה באורח בינוני מפגיעת אבן שיידו פלסטינים על רכבה סמוך לעיירה חלחול. צוות מד"א פינה אותה לבית החולים הדסה עין כרם בירושלים עם חבלות בראשה. ידיעה שמסר כתבנו ביהודה ושומרון, שחר גליק. בית המשפט המחוזי מרכז דחה את תחילת מעשרה של הגננת המתעללת כרמל מעודה עד לאחרי החגים על מנת שתעשה אותה ממשפחתה. פרסם לראשונה כתבנו בן עצר. בית המשפט נעתר לבקשה שהגיש עורך דינה של מעודה, שירן ברגמן, מהסנגוריה הציבורית, בה ביקשה מעודה לבלות את החגים עם משפחתה. עוד צוין שם כי אביה סובל ממחלה קשה ומצבו הרפואי לא טוב. מנגד ההורים לילדי הגן מחו נגד ההחלטה, וטענו שמדובר בשלב נוסף מתוך מסכת עיכובים בתיק. מעודה תחל את מעשרה ב-30 בספטמבר. ומזג האוויר למחר, עלייה ניכרת בטמפרטורות. אלה החדשות שעורך רועי ולד. Shashui, Shashui.
Thank you. 
המון, שמה קוראים לנו? נשוב לציון, נשוב לציון, נשוב לציון, עיר קודשנו. שלך שלך בן דוד, ויינגו לנו. ונשלוט בו, ביוד רמור, בום ביוד רמור. J.M. in the A.M. It's Tuesday. Chavivi, done by Ellie Marcus. Mordechem and David's Va'ani. Habein Yakir Lee Shoresh opening up the hour here at J.M. in the A.M. Oh, yes. Our friends at Gaia Coffee have a message. And that is that uh, not all the stores have uh, gotten it in now before Yuntif. 
And therefore, they're reminding everybody that the best way to get your uh, Gaia coffee right now is through the website, GaiaCoffee.com, G-A-I-A Coffee.com, G-A-I-A Coffee.com. Use promo code radio. Use promo code radio. Um, let's see. Uh, promo code radio, 15% off on any order. 15% off on any order at GaiaCoffee.com if you use promo code radio. Uh, so right now, as you're looking for the perfect coffee bag to make fresh brewed coffee on Yuntif, as uh, Rosh Hashanah, Sukkot, Shemini, Atzeris are all coming up, uh, use promo code radio uh, at GaiaCoffee.com, G-A-I-A Coffee.com. You'll see all the varieties. You'll see the sampler packet. And um, now you'll save 15% if you use promo code radio. This promo code radio continues to be so valuable. I'm so proud of it. I am so proud of you, promo code radio. <laughs> I am very proud of you. You continue to be a, a, a source of great pride and joy to those like me who never stop heralding your existence. <laughs> That's one way of saying it. Um, anyway, promo code radio, GaiaCoffee.com, save 15%. G-A-I-A coffee.com. Perfect coffee brew bag for Rosh Hashanah, for Sukkis. The Yuntif brewed coffee you always craved. And that never came through for you. Finally, we have it at Goya Coffee. Gaia Coffee, G-A-I-A coffee.com. Use promo code radio. Yeah, you never thought that promo code radio would be that valuable, huh? Trust me. I always I always had high hopes for it. <laughs> and and it's come through. By the way, uh Aaron's Casino Farms, you don't need promo code radio for this. You just have to walk in. They've got um a super family pack of chicken legs at two sixty nine a pound. Yeah. From now through September the sixth. So keep that in mind. In addition to their amazing produce, great sushi bar, amazing takeout with mechis, the nut bar, the olive bar, all the dairy food, the frozen food. It's all great, and it is all great. Um, Schleimi's Bakery, Asi's Fish, great sushi bar. But right now, in their meat department... Two sixty nine a pound for the super family pack of chicken legs at Aaron's Casino Farms. Walk in on Casino Boulevard in Flushing and visit them online at CasinoFarms.com. CasinoFarms.com. Oh, yes. Let me tell you. They know what they're doing over there at Aaron's. The Young Israel of Woodmere uh, welcomes Harav Aaron Lopiansky. Um, reestablishing our foundations when they seem to be crumbling, a shear being delivered to Ilunishmas Rab Noach ben Mishulam Shraga and Miriam Kayla Bas Eliezer. Uh, that's happening at the Young Israel of Woodmere tomorrow night starting at 8.30. Young Israel of Woodmere tomorrow night starting at 8.30. Harav Aaron Lopiansky reestablishing our foundations when they seem to be crumbling. 
Come on down to the Youngestville of Woodmere, 830 tomorrow night for that special shear in advance of the brand new year. This portion of NSN programming brought to you by our friends at A&H. Abel's and Hyman makes traditional kosher delicacies, pastrami, corned beef, salami, and more, old world classics, beef fry, kishka, and more, and modern better-for-you kosher products, including no-nitrate-added, reduced-fat, and reduced-sodium hot dogs, plus many other unique items. Visit the website, kosherdogs.net, another place where you'll save with promo code radio. Yeah. And you can't do much better than that with this promo code radio. Um, try A&H today. Again, kosherdogs.net. Use promo code radio. All righty. Um, our El Chesed campaign continues. The latest addition has been the fund that's been established by the Young Israel of East Brunswick to help the uh, Landskroner family after the flood destroyed their home two weekends ago. If you'd like to participate, go to the uh, yieb.org website. yieb.org website. That is the Young Israel of East Brunswick. If you scroll down to the, the end of their news section, you will see the... Um, the fund that's been designated for the Landskroner family, and uh, every penny goes to them. And I hope everybody will uh, will go ahead and uh, participate in the campaign. More coming up. It is a uh, Tuesday morning broadcast here at JM and the AIM. Again, I remind you, today is the twentieth uh, yard site of those who perished on nine eleven. The 20th yard site, the 23rd of Elul, those who passed away on Tuesday during Slichus, a week before Rosh Hashanah, 9-11, 20 years ago, and we certainly remember them. More coming up at JM in the AM.
Jam in the AM with Aspak Laria. That's Kuma on this 23rd of Elul, yard side of those who perished on 9-11. Jam in the AM, good morning, everybody. Well, I got a, a note from our dear friend Ralph Rosenbaum, who has uh, served as our chairman for uh, a variety of things, including our Dubai trip, including our uh, Lagba Omer celebration. Can't thank him and his wife, B enough for their support and their encouragement to keep us going and just every single day pumping out inspirational messages, wonderful music, and the great Divrei Torah to our public around the world. They appreciate it greatly and just don't stop supporting us and don't stop encouraging us, and I thank them. Uh, Ralph writes, Dear Nachum, I'd like to sponsor a show for blowing and morning chizuk with Ray Goldwasser in honor of B. Rosenbaum's birthday today, August the 31st. Happy birthday, B. Rosenbaum. Everybody who sees B today down in East Brunswick or wherever she might be going for her birthday, make sure to wish her a very happy birthday from all of us here at JM in the AM. So a very happy birthday to B. Rosenbaum. And again, Ralph has written that he's sponsoring Morning Chizuk and our Elul show for blowing in honor of B. Rosenbaum's birthday. Her morning ritual, he writes, of late, has been getting up, going downstairs to give me my phone so we could both listen to Rabbi Goldwasser, who was an inspiration and the perfect way to start out the day. No truer words have been uh, have been said. I'd like to speak to my fellow listeners out there or tune into you daily. A shout-out, if I may, to Cindy Lichtbron, Phil Englard, and Sina Eisman, to name just three. This is Elul. You've told us about the Elul Chesed campaign to help people before Rosh Hashanah, if you allow me to mention them. Help Sandy get an apartment. Kupath Ezra for single mothers and their families, terror victims, terror-victims.org to help terror victims in Israel, Karen Ashvias helping farmers during Shemitah, NCSY Sukkah outing a great adventure for single parents who can't afford it. That's, of course, our ticket fund. I would like my fellow listeners to remember one more organization, yours, the Nahum Siegel Network, because without you, would we know about these organizations? You've been a great messenger informing us who's needy in the Elul Chesed campaign. I know you're not receiving anything from these campaigns, and it makes sense that the Foundation for Jewish Broadcasting should be recognized for bringing to our attention these Elul Chesed campaigns. So fellow listeners, go online, the Nahum Siegel Network, fjbunity.org, fjbunity.org, and give to the Foundation for Jewish Broadcasting. Tadaraba, Ralph Rosenbaum. Ralph, <laughs> couldn't have said it better myself. Can't thank you enough. And uh, what can I say? You always think of a reason to support us, and it is uh, heartwarming, to say the least. And happy birthday, B. Rosenbaum, from all of us here at JM and the AM. Rabbi David Goldwasser's words, Zechonishmas Harav Zebner Bios of Alevi, Zechonishmas Esther Basher Bios of Alevi, Zechonishmas those whose yard site is being observed today, those who perished on 9-11 20 years ago on the 23rd of Elul. Here is Rabbi David Goldwasser with Morning Chizuk. Good morning. It is especially during the time of the Yemei Slichos Rachmin that we have to be extra careful in the way that we judge another individual. The Chavetz Chaim writes that's an important principle in Shmira Saloshon, always to judge people favorably. The Tifer Shlomo asks, isn't it pointless to always judge people favorably? In heaven, the truth is known. How can our judging someone favorably have any effect? Our Chachamim want to teach us that the judgment of a fellow Yid carries great weight in heaven. The words that he says, whether for good or for bad, awaken a corresponding response in the higher worlds. When we defend a person and we speak favorably of him, we give a his orus, 
a special inspiration to the heavenly defender that will justify and argue on the person's behalf to save him. When a person speaks badly about another and condemns the individual, it also could, God forbid, cause a parallel reaction in heaven. This principle exists in many aspects of creation. In the spiritual world, our actions and attitudes have the power to affect corresponding reactions, even in the heavenly realms. It was for this reason that when the great Sadiqim would give a person Musr, they would never accuse him. They would never say explicitly, why did you do this? They always addressed him in gentle tones, with great wisdom, until the individual of his own volition would understand and correct their ways. The Yid HaKadosh was careful never to mention the sin of any Jew. Instead, he would try to exonerate Bnei Yisrael and recall all the Masim Tovim, all the good things that we do. As it says in Mishle, Kemayim ponim el ponim, kein lev ha'adam el adam. That just like by water, the face is to face, also is the heart of man to man. The Vilnagon explains that just as water reflects the face of a man that peers into it, one man's heart reflects another's feelings. We sense what others feel towards us. This has been Rabbi David Goldwasser bringing you morning chizik. Have a nice day. J.M. and the A.M., our Elul Sofer Blowing, brought to you by, or I should say sponsored by the Rosenbaum family. Ralph Rosenbaum has uh, informed us that today is B. Rosenbaum's birthday, so happy birthday, B. Rosenbaum, from all of us here at J.M. and the A.M., and I thank the Rosenbaums for sponsoring our Elul Sofer Blowing. More coming up. You're listening to a Tuesday morning edition of J.M. and the A.M., and this is Joey Newcomb. Thank you, Thank you, Hashem. Thank you, Hashem. Thank you, Hashem. Thank you, Hashem.
The Nochi Krohn Band, Barosh Hashanah here at JM in the AM. Getting ready for Monday night and Tuesday, the first day of Yontif. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Uh, special good morning to Sarah Hannah Brick, who's starting pre-1A tomorrow. Today is orientation. Wow. <laughs> Remember the days where there was no orientation for pre-1A? <laughs> Today is orientation. School starts tomorrow. That comes from her wonderful Tati and from all of us here at the JM in the AM. Feel free to comment on the app. Go to the NSN, Nahum Single Network app for Android and iPhone, and comment away. Listener Simo wants to know if you have a promo code at Eichler's. Well, shopeichlers.com, shopeichlers.com. Sometimes we do have a promo code uh, for specific sales they have. At the moment, we do not have a promo code with them, but go to shopeichlers.com. It's the world's largest Judaica store online. And you will see basically every item you could possibly need for uh, Elul and Tishrei. ShopEichlers.com. ShopEichlers.com. They have same-day delivery to most neighborhoods in New York and New Jersey. You could ask them about that. Again, go to ShopEichlers.com. Tuesday morning, JM and the AM. The Karen Hashvias website. Uh, for those of you who want to help out, the farmers that are taking a year off but still have to pay their lease on the land, have to pay off the loans on their machinery, Etc. Etc. Karen Hashvias is the organization directly supporting the farmers. You can support them at KarenHashvias.org. KarenHashvias.org or by dialing 888-675-6694-888-675-6694 for information. Tuesday morning broadcast, JM and the AM, Eitan Katz.
J.M. in the A.M. Levy Folkowitz with Shomer Yisrael. Before that, the Mark III Orchestra going way back with Omdos. On this, the 23rd of Elul, 20th yard site of those who perished in 9-11. 20 years ago today. Hard to believe, frankly. Tuesday morning, it's America's one and only Jewish Moments in the Morning Radio program. Heard on listeners-sponsored digital radio, around the world, the web, and AlchemSiegel.com, and the AlchemSiegel Network, and of course, on the beloved NSN app. Well, our friends at Turo College have um, uh, provided some amazing guests for us over the last few months, and in many cases, we get to uh, ask about whether the guests who represent certain departments uh, have seen a spike in um, in enrollment uh, as it relates to COVID. You know, obviously in the medical field, et cetera, we know that uh, in general uh, medicine, nursing, et cetera, has become very attractive because of the uh, uh, situation we've been in over the last year and a half. be interesting to ask that same question to our next guest. With us live via telephone is uh, Dr. Stephen Piratinsky who is the Associate Professor of Clinical Social Work at Turo College's Graduate School of Social Work. Uh, Dr. Piratinsky, a pleasure to welcome you to JM in the AM. Hi, good morning, Nachum. A pleasure to be here. I appreciate that very much. Um, So, I mean, I know we have a lot to discuss, and we'll try to get to everything, but is there such a thing as a spike or a noticeable difference in your department because of the COVID-19 situation? Well, there's definitely um, increased recognition of mental health needs um, as a result of the COVID pandemic. I mean, the federal government is putting a lot of money um, into a lot of related areas, um, including mental health and support for other medical personnel. So definitely has been uh, an uptick in interest. And uh, we know that, you know, in in certain areas, obviously, that has... uh... Uh, meant a direct uh, spike in enrollment. Do you do you notice not only the the interest and the need for your department, but actually young students uh, taking a uh, uh, taking a liking uh, to the uh, Department of Social Work simply because they see what's happening now in this world of ours? Um, well, I, I don't know direct enrollment numbers, but um, I definitely got a lot more calls. Um, we have a campus in Brooklyn, um, quite active uh, over the past few years. Um, a lot of young men and women that are interested. A lot of young men and women in our community have done really well in social work, I must say, for generations already at this point. 
And one of the things that's interesting to uh, uh, to to discuss is um, which groups have done well when it comes to the current situation that we're in. Because I noticed that when uh, I got advance notice about your uh, appearance here on the air, uh, there was actually a suggestion that you might be able to speak about how men and women have handled COVID differently, how adults and children have handled it uh, differently, and how people who might be religious may have handled it differently than others. So let's get started with the adults and children. Do you think that we've done well in this area in terms of coping over the last 18 months? So, I mean, at first, I think it varies a lot depending on which particular community um, you're part of because the impact of COVID does vary depending on whether schools were open or closed or remote or in person um, and kind of the general um, vibe about it in a particular community. Um, the initial periods were really hard on everybody, although I, I collected data from over, I think, maybe even over 4,000 uh, from people um, during the initial period. And although it was hard, most of them were uh, coping just fine. Um, I think kids, speaking from uh, kind of clinical experience, I think it was harder for adolescents um, and maybe older middle school kids than for younger kids. I think younger kids were more okay with it. Um, but the lack of social contact, um, particularly during quarantine, was really difficult on older kids and teens. One of the groups that I've seen consistently struggling the most is young adults who were back at home with their parents, particularly if they hadn't lived there for a while or if there was some stress or conflict in that relationship. So, you know, they're used to being in yeshiva, they used to be in college, or, um, and then they're stuck back at home, you know, for a year and a half with, uh, uh, you know, in a situation that it may not be ideal for, ideal for their development. Um, that was a group that I saw struggling a lot. Yeah, I can imagine that group had it tough. And also, as you mentioned, the middle schoolers and the high schoolers, so much of their middle school and high school experience is about socializing, is about the social aspect of half their day, as much, as much as they're studying, going to class, and we know they take that seriously, but half their day is, you know, developing relationships and, uh, and you know, cultivating friendships, and uh, they didn't have any of that live and in person over all this time. Yeah, and those are the key developmental tasks for those ages. I mean, obviously, academic learning is important um, from, you know, a, a psychosocial perspective, the things kids need to do is learn how to effectively relate to their peers. Um, and missing, you know, a year and a half of in-person contact like that um, is, you know, was difficult and detrimental. Dr. Tzvi Puritinsky is with us, Associate Professor of Clinical Social Work, Turo College Graduate School of Social Work. It's really remarkable to hear you, especially with the data, you know, with your report, so to speak, being data-driven, uh, tell us that we did relatively well because I, I would think that there were so many extenuating circumstances related to COVID, especially financial ones, that would have lent to a very difficult um, uh, coping mechanism for for adults. Is that are are those really the exceptions? Meaning that you know we generally did well because most people didn't face you know very difficult financial and other type of circumstances. Those that did, though, obviously you know reacted and dealt with it very differently. Well, there's certainly a lot of individual difference. I mean, people did go through very, uh, you know, hardships, whether it's in terms of uh, finances or health um, right. or even deaths. So, of course, there were particular people who were greatly affected. But overall, the data suggests, yes, finances and work were the two most stressful areas. Um, but even those, uh, most people in terms of anxiety, depression, um, other mental trauma symptoms, were really doing fine. Um, and I think, I mean, there's a lot of, 
possibilities why. One thing that did jump out from the data was that people who utilize what in the psychological world is called religious coping, but basically turning to Muna Bitach and Davening, did much better. In fact, um, there was even a connection between that and weight changes. So generally speaking, when people are stressed, they have a tendency to gain weight. That's true on average. Um, and that was true for people who were stressed by COVID, but not among those who were higher on utilizing um, religious strategies. They actually um, generally maintained their weight or even lost weight. So not only did it have an effect on mental health, that kind of stuff had a, has seemed to have an effect on physical health. Um, the other thing I think that the firm community, because of our interconnected um, Network. Structure. We, yeah, network. We rely on each other. Um, we support each other. Um, I mean, where I live in, in Lakewood, there was tons of immediately food boxes being delivered, neighbors checking in on each other by phone, um, you know, eventually backyard minyanim as that was possible. Right. Um, and even now, there's just a, just a strong social fabric. I think that's a big part in what protects us is uh, this, during times of crisis. Is this across the board? I have to assume that your research didn't deal only with Jews, are there experts who would uh, agree that other religions uh, that that, um, or I should say, people of other religions that have displayed great faith uh, generally during their lifetimes dealt with this whole thing much better? Yeah, so that's a universal, pretty universal finding. Um, generally speaking, outside of COVID, um, you know, which counteracts many of the stereotypes of you know the 1950s, which is actually very good for your mental health. Generally speaking, yeah. um, and I've been contacted by researchers, by Muslim researchers, by I'm an Indian researcher who've replicated very similar findings um, in other religious communities. But there's, you know, part of it is how, how it helps you think about things in positive ways, and part of it is the kind of activities that it encourages, um, you know, Tvila doing, you know, focusing on other people, helping on family, community, and all those things are positive for mental health. Yeah. I think of the people that told me that they, uh, <laughs> they were davening better uh, alone than in shul, and not that I'm endorsing that, but I'm just saying that you're talking about making lemon lemonade out of lemons. That was that was quite an approach that people were, uh, you know, uh, were, were were appreciating the fact that they're different type of davening and 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 davening that we normally would call, you know, not as acceptable because of the forced situation. It it brought them to a point religiously that was, you know, that was different, but in some ways more enhanced. Yeah, that's a great point, Nachum. And in fact, the data that I have bear that out, that people who were able to look for something good in what was happening right. generally did much better, while people who um, gave up trying to deal with the situation or turned to work or other activities just to take their mind off things, they did more poorly. Dr. Tzvi Pertinsky is with us live via telephone. All right, now i got to ask you the one on my list, which I, I assume would be considered politically incorrect for 2021, but if you're willing to discuss it, I would love to get your impressions of it. And that, of course, is gender differences in dealing with COVID. Do men and women, and again, you know, all, all disclaimers uh, up front, uh, do men and women deal with the, uh, the situation differently? And does the data show that they uh, handled the last 18 months very differently? Yeah. So uh, the, what I have data on is, um, in terms of the impact, and it did differ significantly. So um, generally speaking, women experienced much more stress um, as a result of COVID. Um, there were particular areas where this was more pronounced, um, so like sleep, um, family life, um, and things like that. Women tended to report that COVID had more of a negative impact than men reported. Um, and what is also true of, of stress symptoms and anxiety and depression. Um, 
as to why that is and if there are, you know, if there are reasons, if the way that they coped with it differed. Um, I don't really have the data. I mean, we could speculate, but this is particular to the firm community uh, right. that I'm, I'm referring to. I mean, um, and there were large differences. Yeah, as a layman, I would say that, uh, you know, the responsibility that the woman generally has for the family in our community, which is already immense, only became more immense during COVID, um, especially with a lot of people home especially with a lot more meals to, to, to bake and to cook. And uh, in general, just you know, the, the role of the man very often in our community, uh, if I could say this in 2021, the role of the man in our community is uh, you know, uh, very often a lot of their responsibilities are outside the home. And here everybody was stuck in the home. Yeah, I think there's no question that cultural uh, gender divide and expectations and patterns of life is a big part of it. Yeah. Um, another piece which... You know, sometimes with this kind of research, it's a little tricky, is that men and women may respond differently to similar questions. So especially in the uh, from community, women are likely more socialized to discuss their feelings, and they're therefore more likely to say, yeah, it was hard, while men are socialized slightly less to express their feelings, although the divide is nowhere near what you would find outside the Jewish community. Um, but there still is that gap. So some of that might just represent reporting bias. Right. Um, but I do but I do think that there's substance there as well. Has your semester started already? We are starting this week. I'm looking forward to welcoming uh, a bunch of new students in the classroom and uh, have you looked at yeah. the, have you have you looked at the roster? Do you have a nice full uh, full uh, uh, collection of students? <laughs> the classes are full. Mamish, that's amazing. And why is, and, and I guess, I mean, for the same reason we always talk about, you know, professions that help others. Uh, so many of the Jewish children, the young men and young women in our community have this desire to just, you know, to, to give and give as much as possible. And I think in your area, uh, in social work, and I think it's becoming more and more, you can tell me if I'm right or wrong, uh, the, the giving portion just continues to increase. Am I right about that? Yeah, so I mean, I've been doing career counseling. It's one of the uh, services that I offer um, for about uh, 11 years in Lakewood. And social work is consistently one of the most popular asked about careers. Right. Um, and I do think there's something to that, that people, you know, B'nai Abram, we want to do chesed and we want to yeah. help other people. Um, and it's something that really does strongly appeal um, to from people particularly. Um, so, yeah, it's always something I get asked about. And it just seems that, I don't know, I could be misreading the way the... Um the government and local officials uh, describe it, but it just seems that they are looking for social workers to take a more active role in different areas. And so, so, so it just yeah. seems the options for, for people who are in general social work are just getting more and more over the years. Yeah, and that's absolutely true in evidence. Uh, Toro gets a number of grants that we uh, ha- can give students significant federal investment in training social workers. I've been involved in a cutting-edge uh, program, which is integrated behavioral health, in Lakewood. So the federal government paid to have social workers come into primary care physician offices because they recognize that much of what people seek help for is mental health related or stress related or behaviorally related. And they increasingly want social workers and other mental health professionals as well um, present in, in medical settings in a, a more obvious way. Yeah. And both men and women are pursuing the career. Uh, uh, I don't know if it's equal, but certainly both are well represented, right? Yeah, I mean, in the outside world, it's female-dominated, um, the helping professions and social work specifically. There still is a gender imbalance within the front community, but it's much closer, right. and there's a lot of uh, men interested. And I noticed that a lot of people, men and women, who've gone on to do other things in the world of uh, 
uh, whether it be medicine or the world of uh, nursing care, whatever it might be, or working in specific facilities in a more business-like environment, you know, whether it's an administrator for a nursing home, etc. A lot of them have social work degrees. A lot of them start where you are at this point. Or where yeah, your students are, I should so, say. Social, social work is like that. It's, it's not a narrowly focused uh, clinical mental health degree, although that our program at Turo is a clinical program. Right. Um, but it does provide, you know, a broader view of policy and, uh, you know, economic factors and other things, and people use that training in different ways. Yeah, very interesting. Uh, information about all this, of course, folks, you can go to Turo.edu, Turo.edu. Uh, uh, Dr. Uh, Steven Svi-Puritinsky is the Associate Professor of Clinical Social Work at the Turo College Graduate School of Social Work, and I would assume you would... Uh, uh, you would um, uh, certainly encourage. I don't, I don't know what the story is right now because, as you said, the semester is starting this week, and I know that things are, uh, you know, uh, are, um, are are about to get uh, rolling. But in general, uh, you would suggest to students and their parents to check out this career path, uh, Dr. Puritinsky. Yeah, and thank you, Nachum, for the uh, great questions and interesting topic. Appreciate that very much. If interesting is right, Shana Tovat to you. A happy, healthy, and sweet New Year. Shana Tovat. Dr. Tzvi Puritinsky, Turo.edu for information. He's the Associate Professor of Clinical Social Work, Turo College Graduate School of Social Work. And what I meant by that question was that uh, when, I, when I said where he is now, I wasn't, I wasn't referring to him and his own career. Obviously, it's quite a distinguished career. I was referring to the fact that uh, where he is in terms of um, uh, teaching the students is where so many of the professionals who turn out to be uh, great administrators and working in many different areas of medical care and nursing care da- down the road, this is where they start. And it's uh, it, it's amazing. You know what we always say about, um, we say this about Turo, uh, or at least I've been saying it for the last couple of months, <laughs> Re- real classes, real courses, real degrees. And uh, the truth is that the, so many people these days are going for multiple degrees and down the road, boy, does it help. And make them real, folks. Parents out there, convince your kids Go for the real educational route. Go for the real academic route. I'm telling you, down the road, it is one of the greatest investments you'll ever make, both time and money. Uh, it is just a phenomenal and wonderful investment. Uh, more coming up. You're listening to a, uh, what is today? Tuesday morning edition of JM in the AM. Oh, 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 oh,
I've granted you a son There's one more thing to be done So listen please Take the one you love And sacrifice him up above As an offering to me So this I promise you If you promise to stay true, your children will be like the stars in the sky. This vast universe before your very eyes. Endless in number and endless in size. Couldn't count him if you tried. You couldn't count him if you tried. Loyal to me Your name will carry on Your nation will grow strong A promise kept throughout history So this I promise you If you promise to stay true Your children will be like the stars in the sky This vast You couldn't count on me if you tried Couldn't count on me if you tried I promise you tonight I promise you tonight Let's see. 
J.M. in the A.M. Yassi Salayach done by Yehuda Glanz. Lipa before that with Vayi Ben Soa. I heard Aryeh Kunstler and The Promise. I was just talking to a uh, reporter from Israel about that song yesterday. The Promise by Aryeh Kunstler. Amazing song. Ms. Marla Soda done by Ari Boyanju to open up those uh, that set here at JM and the AM. Tuesday morning broadcast, final day of August, 23rd of Elul, the 20th yard site of those who perished on 9-11. Hard to believe 20 years has gone by, but it has. 20 years ago today, 23rd of Elul, which was a Tuesday, one week before Rosh Hashanah. The uh, United States was attacked, and life was never the same. Life was simply never the same. As I said earlier, the way you walk into a ballpark, the way you um, the way you deal with uh, the airport, the way you walk into an office building, all different because of what happened 20 years ago today on the 23rd of Elul. And yes, there were people who uh, who were literally saved. Because of the saying of Slichus, Slichus increased davening uh, by enough time for a lot of people to be to be late for what for when they would traditionally would show up at the twin towers. And um, amazing to think that the Jewish calendar helped save some lives that day. Just amazing. Brand new Kobe Brummer. You're listening to JM in the AM. <laughs>
J.M. in the A.M. Yishai Rebo Ochila. My thanks to R. Davidson for joining us yesterday. Had a chance. That's his uh, manager, Yishai's manager. We had a chance to talk about the tour that just concluded in Chicago on Sunday and um, was quite a success, to say the least. His performance in New York was pretty remarkable. Tuesday morning, J.M. in the A.M. Before that, Barry Weber with Hazak. You heard Shmakalenu done by Shlomo Katz. Kobe Brummer had Cold O.D. 
here at JM in the AM. Remember, it's our Elul Chesed initiative, our Elul Chesed campaign. We're trying to encourage everybody to be as generous as possible, um, whether it be a financial commitment or any commitment. Just be as as generous as you can. A situation, um, a situation came up that we've been made aware of. A young lady in our community, Rebecca. Um, is facing quite a financial burden. Um, She does have medical insurance. The procedures that she requires are not fully covered, if at all. The total amount that Rebecca is being told she needs in order to go through the uh, operations that she uh, that she is um, that she's required to do now is a quarter of a million dollars. Some of the costs may be reimbursed by insurance. We don't know how much. She and her parents don't have the kind of money to lay out, and she's unsure of signing a guaranteed payment plan, which may not be able to pay the amount due each month. Um, so there's a chesed fund that has been established online, and I, I don't know if there's an easy... An easy um, way to find it because the address is pretty long. Um, I would say go to the chesedfund.com. Go to the chesedfund.com and search Mivakshe Hashem. Mivakshe Hashem. There you will find a campaign called You Can Help Bring Her Smile Back and Save Her. I will try to get a more direct link to this uh, Chesed Fund um, a campaign specifically to help Rebecca. But I just wanted to kick it off and let you know that uh, there are people who've already started this campaign and they've already raised close to $9,000 and we are highly recommending this campaign for our Elul Chesed campaign. So it's the chesedfund.com, the chesedfund.com slash mevakshe Hashem Inc. The chesedfund.com slash mevakshe Hashem Inc. Let's see if what happens when I simply put in that. Um, yeah, you'll find it. So if you go to the chesedfund.com slash mevakshe Hashem Inc. M E V A K S H E I Hashem Inc. TheChesedFund.com slash Mavakshe Hashem Inc. You'll find it there. It's the campaign called You Can Help Save Rebecca. And I thank everybody who's doing whatever they can, financially and otherwise, to help those in need during this month of Elul. We have asked everybody to make one commitment, and that is to do something nice. It doesn't have to be financial, but something nice for people who are uh, underprivileged, for people who are in difficult cir- circumstances, for people who might be lonely, for people who have a very rough yuntif coming up compared to the rest of us, uh, whatever you could do to um, make their yuntif a bit brighter, we're asking you to do that. Um, and then if you are the recipient of something good, something wonderful, something generous before yuntif, all we ask is you do the same thing for somebody else. The brand new year starts on Monday night. Let's make sure we go in 
with a really, really positive outlook by doing what we can for others. After all, isn't that what God wants from us? I would say he certainly does. More coming up. It's JM in the AM with 8 Time Cats.
Eitan Katz and Baruch Levine with Acho Senu. Achenu Yisrael and Achimachem, our brothers and sisters in Israel, we are with you. It's your favorite America's one and only Jewish moments in the morning radio program. Heard on listeners-sponsored digital radio. Around the world, the web at AchimachemSegal.com and the AchimachemSegal Network, and of course, in the beloved NSN app. Wraps up an amazing Tuesday here at JM and the AM. Plenty more tomorrow, plenty more all day long. Make sure to stay tuned in. Avrami has a live lunch coming up between 11 and 1. Treat him well. Use our app for your requests. Go to the NSN, Nahum Single Network app for Android and iPhone, and comment away. And have a fabulous Tuesday. Until tomorrow, Nahum Single reminding you, remember the past, live the present, and trust the future.